You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Now I've got him on the line again. It's uh, Steve. How is it going, Steve? Yeah, I'm going well, mate. Going along all right. Had some interesting times over the last couple of weeks, but we'll keep that under the lap for the moment. <laughs> I think people will be more interested in uh, who we're talking about today. Okay. Well, who are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about Josh. We're talking about the Love and Spoonful. Ah, awesome. I like the Summer in the City and a few other songs they've got there. That's right, yeah. I'll put in in brackets here John Sebastian, who, of course, was the mastermind, well, the, 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 the man up front and who wrote quite a few of the songs. So a fair bit of the story relates to him as well as the group and their songs. So here we go. The story of Loving Sleeful cannot be told without reference to its founder, John Benson Sebastian, who was born on the 17th of March 1944 in New York City. He grew up in Italy and in Greenwich Village, a famous area in New York. He took his name as uh, surname Sebastian from his father because his father's actual name was John Sebastian Fuglese, P-U-G-L-I-E-S-E, and he was a classical harmonica player. And his mother, Jane, was a radio scriptwriter. Could have gone John Sebastian Bach as well. Funny, I thought of that, actually. I don't know why he wouldn't have thought of that. Or maybe he did, Josh. I don't know. <laughs> now, you'd be interested in this. His godmother was Vivian Vance. because she was Ethel Merce in I, in I Love Lucy. And she was actually a close friend of his mother's. And Eleanor Roosevelt was a neighbour. So he was surrounded by a few uh, interesting people. He grew up surrounded also by musicians such as, would you believe, Burl Ives. Oh, OK. And Woody Guthrie. Yeah, oh, a very talented bunch. That's right. So he couldn't help but be playing music, could he, really, when you think he's surrounded by those people. And he kept on hearing players such as... Another person that we've mentioned a few times, Led Belly. Ah, yep, yep, yeah, very folky. Yeah. Now, after attending New York uh, Uni for a year, he dropped out. He was more interested in musical pursuits. He developed an interest in blues, not surprisingly, and he became part of the folk and blues scene in Greenwich Village, which in later part gave rise to folk rock, you know, a mixture of the, the two genres. Now, he formed Love and Spoonful with a fellow by the name of Zell Yanovsky, Y-O-N-O-V-S-K-Y, from a bohemian folk group called, if you like the name of this group, called the Mugwumps. <laughs> I think I've heard of them, actually. You'll know why you've heard of them, because that included Cass Elliott and Denny Doherty, who were half of the Mummers and Bums. Ah, OK, yeah, so they went on to do something more. A little bit more. Yeah. If you listen to the song Creek Alley, which a lot of us know, yep. you'll hear a fair bit of the story about all those people. Sebastian and Yanofsky, they were joined by a fellow by the name of Steve Boone, who was a bassist, and a drummer, Jan Carl, who was replaced after their first gig at the Night Owl in Greenwich Village by a drummer, vocalist Joe Butler. A bit of a story with their first gig. It was so bad that the club owner told them to go away and practice <laughs> in, the, in the basement of a nearby hotel until they improved enough to draw an audience. They yeah, certainly yeah, came on very strongly after that. They were recording on a, a label called Kama Sutra in 1965 and 66. Now, I've done a little bit of discography at this stage because I think it's fairly relevant. In 1965, their first song was Do You Believe in Magic, which was nine in the US and three in Canada. Uh, you Didn't Have to Be So Nice, 10 US for Canada. Their big hit, one of their biggest hits was Daydream out in 1966. And this was a fairly big in Australia also. It was two in the US, 13 in Australia, one in Canada and two in UK. 
So did you ever have to make up your mind? Was two US, 17 Australia, six in Canada. And their best known one, of course, somewhere in the city, was number one in the US and Canada, 11 in Australia and eight in the UK. And then there were two other lesser known songs, which was called Rain on the Roof. That was only a US release, I think. It was that finished 10. And Nashville Cats was eight in the US. Now, Sebastian wrote all of these songs, apart from You Didn't Have to Make Up Your Mind, which was written by the, another member of the group, Boone. And uh, they were all produced by a fellow by the name of Eric Jacobson, whose work I'm not familiar with. There were some other releases which charted, but were nowhere near as successful as the ones that I've just mentioned. Now, they were the first group, this is an interesting statistic, they were the first group that had their first seven songs reached the top ten in the US. Now, the only other 60s acts that achieved that were Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Yeah which is a pretty big effort when you think about it. Yeah. Fair bit of competition going on at that stage. They had a jug band, or in brackets, Skiffle. That word comes up again all yeah. the time, doesn't it? Skiffle Roots, and even featured a typewriter, which was a, used as a percussion instrument on a song called Money, which was 48 on the US charts in 1968. The producers of the, the uh, Monkeys TV series originally had the series were going to be built around the Love and Spoonful. But it turned out that the band got dropped due to some sort of conflicts over the publishing rights. How often we hear that story. <laughs> in 1966, their song Pow, P-O-W, was used as the opening theme of Woody Allen's first feature film. I don't know whether you're familiar with this, Josh. What's up, Tiger Lily? Uh, I haven't seen it, but yeah. No, in which they also composed and played instrumental music and appeared in some live performance sequences. Evidently, uh, Woody Allen didn't actually know about it or consent to it, so <laughs> must have sneaked that in behind his back. Sebastian composed music for Francis Ford Coppola's second film, which is called You're a Big Boy Now. Familiar with that one, Josh? Not really, vaguely. Fairly old. Elizabeth Hartman, Peter Kastner... Geraldine Page. Well, I know Geraldine Page, but I don't know that. Yeah. Movie. Academy Award nomination for the Best Actress in the Supporting Role. Well, I don't think she won, but she certainly got the nomination. And Love and Spoons will play actually the soundtrack and music for the film. 1967, they split with this uh, fellow Jacobson, and Six O'Clock, which was uh, 18 in the US, was produced by a fellow by the, the name of John Wissett, who had actually worked with the Turtles, Helen Redding, and Gordon Lightfoot, amongst others. The fellow that he originally started with, Sebastian Yanovsky, he left the band after a, a drug bust in which he was arrested for marijuana possession. This led to unfavourable reports about the band from the press, quite obviously. And then Yanovsky, Boone and Sebastian separately appeared in interviews that Yanovsky his disenchantment with the band's direction was also a factor in his leaving. I think most people would go with the first uh, part of the story rather than the second. But anyway, Janowski left the music business, opened a restaurant in Ontario, Canada, which is now supposedly still run by his daughter. A fellow by the name of Jerry Yester replaced Janowski, and he's a very interesting character, and I suggest listeners let's check him out on Wikipedia. Now, the band's sound became more pop-oriented, and after two more singles, which were called She Is Still a Mystery and Money in 1967, which I'm not familiar with, Sebastian left in May 68 to go solo. The band, which was now a trio, had two more unsuccessful songs that lasted until only early 1969, and they split up. Now, the fellow Boone lived aboard a sailboat in the Caribbean for four years, moved back to Baltimore, Maryland, and took over a recording studio and went on to record many well-known artists. In 1976, our people familiar with John Travolta will know this, John Sebastian had a solo single with Welcome Back, the theme song for Welcome Back, got a CV series. 
<laughs> and uh, which I am familiar with. I did watch it a few times. Quite a good show. Gabe Kaplan was in it. Marcia Strassman, and of course, John Travolta. Now, the original Spoonful, they actually reunited again, as these groups sometimes do, in 1979 for an appearance in the Paul Simon film One Trick Pony. Don't know it. Don't know that one? No, I wasn't sure. I didn't put anything about it because I wasn't sure whether you would know anything about it. Uh, A revamp Blumen Spoonful without Sebastian Indianovsky started again in 1991 and despite several changes, still performs today. So this seems to be quite a familiar theme with a lot of these groups. They reform with or without the original people in it. Now, the original four were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on March the 6th, 2000, and in 2006 inducted into the Vocal Hall of Fame. No, that was a Vocal Hall of Fame. No, that's right. Well, I might have made one up for them, I don't know. <laughs> as you know, as you know, I'm fairly uh, hard on these Hall of Fame entries, but uh, I think they probably deserved it. Yeah. Uh, in February 2020, the three original members, without Wienowski, who'd passed away, performed together with the London Spoonful for the first time in 20 years as part of a show, which was an all-star tribute to them. Now, Paul McCartney stated that the Beatles' Good Day Sunshine was an attempt to emulate Daydream by the Spoonful. And Dave Davies of the Kinks said he and Brother Ray listened to the Loving Spoonful above and beyond the Beatles, hmm. stating that the band integrated blues, country and folk music and a bit of rock. I think that's probably a fair call. Yeah. And John Sebastian continued to play with bands and as a solo artist, a frequent contributor to film and TV soundtracks, and has written and performed music for a number of children's films and productions. A very talented gentleman, I must say. He authorised a children's book, which was called JB's Harmonica in 1993, and released a series of instructional DVDs, CDs, downloads, and before digital media, uh, digital media, analogue tapes. Remember them? I don't know whether people... Uh, vaguely, yeah. <laughs> and that actually taught them on how to play guitar, harmonica, and auto harp. So, as I said, a very pretty talented sort of a guy. He's also been a prolific songwriter with his works covered by many artists over a long period of time. We include a bit of a who's who. I've written down here Dolly Parton, Helen Reddy, Bobby Darren, the Everleys, Tom Petty and Jimmy Buffett, amongst others. He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, quite rightly, I might say. This is one I, I think they did get right. The Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2008. He's been married three times, two children from a third marriage and still going strong. So I think that's a pretty good story. A very talented group, and they're in the right place at the right time. They're in Greenwich Village in New York, which was the home of folk pop and surrounded by all those famous artists that we mentioned. Couldn't help but be influenced by them all. Josh, I think the one that people know best will be first, Somewhere in the City. Yeah, yeah, we'll play that in a sec, but you forgot one of their famous songs, Do You Believe in Magic? I think I did. Oh, did you? That was... Yeah, that was their first song. Yeah, oh. Do You Believe in Magic, 1965, which was nine in the US and three in Canada. Oh, uh, that, okay. That, 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 that was actually their very first song, I think. Yeah, because surprise, because it's rated one of the best songs of all time in the uh, Rolling Stone magazine. It was on the 500 oh, greatest songs of all time. It was number 216. Right, okay, well... Yeah. As I always say, you certainly have freedom to pick whichever one. No, that's all right. That's all right. But well, somewhere in the city is the one I know as well. Yeah, I think I think that's the, the one that most people relate to. We'll come back after that with the other ones that I've selected. But we might have a bit of a discussion as, as to which ones we might have. Okay, here's someone in the city. Great song.
And that was Loving Soonful, Summer in the City. Uh, yeah, great band. Well, I've selected Daydream and Did You Ever Have to Make Up Your Mind. But, Josh, I might bow to your judgment here on whatever do you believe in magic. If you want to put that in somewhere in, in those three. I did have Welcome Back as the fourth choice, only because it was a Sebastian solo. But quite happy to... Well, we, uh, we'll, get, we'll get them all on. They're a good band. Yeah, I, I always thought Do You Believe in Magic was by the Turtles. So it's a similar sound. Yeah, it's probably a, probably a fair call. Yeah. I do know the song, but I guess I'm more familiar with the ones that I've mentioned. Yeah. I'll probably have to go back and have another listen to it. Yeah. But if it's included in the Rolling Stones, who am I to argue with the Rolling Stones version of the top thousand songs or whatever? Josh, yeah. who am I to argue with yeah. that? And I should have said to my dad as well, because I'm looking at the songs we got in the system, and do you know the song Darling Be Home Soon by the uh, Loving Spoonful? He likes that one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know it either, but he got me to put it in the system here. <laughs> so that's my dad's favourite, but I don't know it either. No, when, when I've finished this, I want to go and give them a bit of a listen, I think. Yeah, but uh, thank you, a great band, and John Sebastian, very talented guy. Very, very talented, and like I said, very, very, a very worthwhile lifetime award into the Songwriters Hall of Fame based on some of the music that he did write. So I certainly go with that. And I put up a very interesting group, The Love and the Spoonful. I didn't actually love them, but I certainly didn't dislike them. I thought their music had a very original sound to it. Yeah, and thanks, Steve, and John Sebastian grew up in the right neighbourhood. Certainly did. <laughs> I think his timing, his timing was impeccable, I reckon. Yeah. Couldn't help but be influenced by those people, I must say. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the best, Steve, and I'll uh, talk to you again next week. Look forward to that, Josh, and for everybody out there, stay healthy and keep cool if it gets too hot. I don't think it's going to get too hot in the next few weeks, but if it does, keep cool and look forward to catching up again soon, Josh. All the best. Take care. Thanks. Okay. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.